fierce listeners, all right, hear this one thing. If you hear nothing else for this episode, if you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. Now, that was a quote by Greg McCown. It's from a book called Essentialism. It, I think it summarizes fairly succinctly what we're trying to get at with this episode and indeed this entire series. And we are covering priorities. What do you think about priorities, Selena? What say you? <laughs> uh, sometimes I feel like they're really strong and we're nailing it. And then other times I question every single decision hmm. uh, in my life. So that's kind of where the pendulum is. <laughs> Real hot <swings>. and cold. <laughs> Real hot and cold. Yeah, I think the reason for that is a lot of people don't truly understand their priorities, let alone what priorities are in general or what they should be. Well, should they clash? And if they do, then which one do you choose, right? It's like... Well, yeah, I think they naturally do clash, but... Should they, though? Like, What do you mean? Like, if you have an order of priorities, shouldn't things go in that order? And then they oh. would just, like, work you mean a integratingly and not be so conflicting with each hmm. other yeah so that's a good question and we're going to talk about that namely around uh general priorities that'll be this episode and then we're going to get into the the weeds in terms of how those priorities filter through into the life of your marriage your life as a husband your life as a wife and so we're hoping to bring some clarity in this area because now more than ever we as christians need to have clear priorities that we are executing with conviction and clarity and we're going to talk about that today we'll see you on the other side welcome to the fierce marriage podcast where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage sex communication finances priorities purpose and everything in between laugh ponder and join in on candid gospel-centered conversations this is fierce marriage important for us to realize that we do have to fight for our priorities and we have to set up I think even boundaries around our priorities priorities are sort of setting a boundary I guess would be a better way of saying it yeah oh and defend them so that's what you're getting at is like it's not something that just happens naturally it's something that we as Christians more than any other people group I would say have this clarity around what our priorities can be because we know what truth is if we look at God's word and say this is actually God's word there. Right. It's what's important to him. He's revealed it to us for our life and for our godliness. Yeah. And if we think of our marriage, like kind of our backyard, you know, it sounds terrible, but if we're not actively tending to it, mm. um, weeds are going to take over chaos of like Ivy or whatever terrible things are going to grow. Right. They're just going to grow left unchecked. Yeah. Like you said, if you don't, if we don't prioritize our life, someone else will. So if we don't decide and then stand up and fight mm. for those things that are going to take effort and time and energy. Yeah. Um, someone else is going to determine those things for us. And that is, yeah. I don't, that's not how God wants us to live our lives. He wants to be the determiner of our priorities. Yeah. So this episode is called first things. And that's kind of a nod to a philosophical, I don't know that the idea of getting down to the very first um, cause of thought, right? And that's a philosophical thing. We're not going to go there, but more it's more so a, a nod to these as a Christian married couple. Again, we're trying to stay on scope there. Uh, these are the things that should be the most important to us as individual married people, but also as a couple in unity. So the breadth of this series is going is dedicated to unearthing those important things to God, unearthing the important things in our own lives, like what is actually important to us, functionally speaking, what's important to us. In light of... And we'll look at uh, Romans 7, where Paul very overtly has a struggle with the things that he hates, but he still does them. He doesn't do the things that he wants to do. We're going to look at that. And then we're going to talk about, again, the unity piece. And then how do we practically reorient our priorities and realign uh, how we actually live our lives with what we say we, we believe and who we who we profess to be. So uh, I, I, I think this is going to be I honestly think, and I don't mean to be over, you know, too heavy-handed with this, but I think this is probably the most important issue that married couples are facing today, is how to reorient and align our priorities with those of God. Mm. Because it's so easy to go off the rails. We And you had said this, but uh, in that Greg McCown quote is, if, we don't, if you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. That, I mean, that couldn't be more viscerally clear than it is now. It, think about things like, okay, Gmail, like we use Gmail. Why is Gmail free? It's a very 
intelligent email program. It's free because they want your attention. They want your time. They know you're going to spend time in your inbox. So if they can create a tool for you to use, then they can serve ads to you and they can sell you things. And they know if they can get your time, they can get your attention and they can get your attention, they can get your heart, they get your heart, they can get you to spend some money. That's essentially what Mm. the surveillance economy is all about. Um, what is it? The Shoshana Zuboff wrote a book called the rise of surveillance capitalism. It's on my read list, (laughs) but I think I know the abstract of it. And it's basically this, the idea that, uh, these corporations are, it's all about the attention economy. It's not just about money anymore. It's about getting your hearts and minds. Hmm. And so if we are not mindful, if we aren't standing at the gates and guarding our hearts, guarding the time, guarding how we're spending our energy, And how, where our heart's affections are, mm-hmm. like that's really the, the root of it, um, then we're going to be completely at the cultural's whim, cult- culture's whim. We're going to be going with whatever the current, however the current's flowing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This isn't, just, this isn't a liberal and conservative conversation, okay? We're not going political here. This is a because sin. <laughs> it's a sin and a needing Jesus conversation yes. because we tend to go off the rails on whatever side you happen mm-hmm. to be on. And so we're trying to, again, align ourselves with with God's word, with God's character, and then be sanctified and mm-hmm. walking and enabled by the Holy Spirit to walk in that. So a very, very long intro, but that's where we're headed. Um, before we go there, and again, this is, we're talking about priorities. Like, And so I want to talk about gospel-centered marriage. And it's funny because it's called gospel-centered marriage. It's our online learning platform. Gospel-centered. Why? Because gospel is at the center. It's the very, very first thing for a, in in our worldview, in our Christian worldview, it's the very first thing that should matter to us mm-hmm. as individuals, and therefore to us as a married couple. And yet, it's so hard to get couples to understand like it's worth spending an hour a month or more, mm-hmm. specifically building your marriage. So, uh, in the name of that, we're going to offer you a discount. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for this month, for the for the duration of this series, uh, we really want you to get on board with gospel centered marriage because that we. I believe that if you can get the foundational pieces right, you can start reorganizing, reorienting yourselves to God's word, your marriage will flourish. It's amazing how when we submit ourselves to how God designed things Mm -hmm. to be, your marriage will flourish. And we do our very best within gospel-centered marriage to show you how God has given us, excuse me, second draft here, we're going to show you how God has instructed us to live within our married life as a couple. So go to gospelcenteredmarriage.com and Buy, you know, check out however you can do a monthly thing or you can do an annual subscription to it, but we'll, we'll give you 20% off. How's that sound? Is that a, is that a good discount? Do you think sure. that's enticing enough? I'm doing this on the fly. What do you think, Selena? It's a priority, like, people. Okay. It is. Do it. <laughs> okay. 20% off. Use the code uh, priorities. All right. There you go. Priorities. If you don't know how, if you don't know how to spell it, um, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Other Says than that, a te- every teacher in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Secondly, if you haven't yet, please make sure and uh, leave a rating and a review for this podcast. Helps us a ton. If you want to join us um, and lock arms with us in this mission that we're about in fierce marriage, fierce families, go to uh, patreon.com slash fierce marriage. And uh, you can read all about that there. We just ask that you pray about it. And if God leads you and your family to support our family, because this ministry has helped you. The second thing we ask is that you just you act on how God yeah. um, leads you. So, okay. Let's get into this. Okay. Um, I think it would be good to kind of lay out the next couple of weeks real quick too, because that always like encourages me when I'm listening to a podcast to know what the series is about and I can anticipate some of what's coming down the pipeline. We did pipeline. that a little bit, but we'll do it more clearly here. Yeah, okay. I think... Um, so we're talking about priorities. This is a new series on priorities. Uh, today we're talking about first things um, from a biblical perspective and what does the Bible say about priorities? How do we kind of begin to define those? Um, we're going to go through some scripture. Uh, next week we're going to talk about how eternity determines our priorities uh, now. Mm. So heaven, salvation. So kind of the last things, right? How do we right. calibrate ourselves uh, with the end in mind? Mm. Um, the week after that, we're going to talk about unity in priorities. So united in our priorities, how do we find unity as a couple, um, in our priorities? And then the fourth week, uh, how to practice godly priorities in our mm. marriage, uh, and as a family. So definitely more tangible tools there. And then of course we'll have our Q and a, 
so be thinking of questions as you listen to this series. Um, they can come up anytime. You can text them to 971-333-1120. And um, we'll start collecting those, going through some themes. I think they've been pretty helpful in the past uh, to do this at the end of each series. So we look forward to getting those from you. Yeah, our last Q&A was, uh, we, I think we answered some really challenging, it was all about um, trust and betrayal. Mm-hmm. Some really challenging questions come through on that. So that was very fruitful. I'll just say it again in case you missed it. Text in. Uh, or call this number, 971-333-1120. I will say texting is better for us. Um, Short, succinct, clear questions. Um, On the series, so week two, next week, I'm really excited. The last things, because I feel like our culture has lost perspective Mm. um, of, of, (laughs) it's going to sound funny, but what it means to die and what it means to prepare for death. Yeah as a Christian and why it's a, it's a hopeful thing. It's not a despairing thing. Right. We don't die well. And so a lot of times our priorities are misaligned because we, ne- we never want to deal with it. We, we don't want to look at it right. clearly. So I'm, I'm excited for that week. Um, and especially how that bears its weight in a marriage and things like making sure that your family's taken care of if you pass away or whatever. And, right. Well, and and eternity it, it and, just puts into, pri- it puts into perspective and really prioritizes eternal things. Um, yeah, it has to, know, otherwise you despair, right? You, otherwise right. you're, but sometimes I don't think we come to those conclusions fast enough. And I feel like yeah. I wish, and maybe that's just an age and maturity thing. Like we're almost in our forties. And so now we're like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, that midlife crisis thing. And sometimes I wish I would have had more of a call in my twenties to live, uh, more fiercely, I guess, in my priorities and not just mm. about kind of the here and now, but the there and then. And, uh, in light of the gospel and what does that mean? Yeah. So, and you know, God is sovereign. Um, but I, I hope that conversation will be helpful uh, next week. Good. I'm excited well, about it. Cool. So here's the big problem. Okay. Um, a lot of onboarding here today. So bear with us. Um, I, I promise it We're will be worth it. We're starting a new series. It's fine. Uh, the big <laughs> problem here is that, uh, as Christians, we live our lives in a certain way. And yet oftentimes the, the way we live our actual lives does not align with the way we two things. We either want to live mm-hmm. according to God's word, or we don't want to live, but we should be living. Okay. So there is a dissonance or disconnect. When I say dissonance, um, I want to be clear. Like if you, there's, there's harmonics in music, right? You have notes that complement each other because mm-hmm. of their wavelengths. It has to do with the physics of sound and like why different curves complement each other. Well, dissonance happens when you have like, say you have two notes that are like a half note away. They're, mm-hmm. they're very close and they're not in harmony with one another. It's, it sounds horrible. <laughs> it creates this like, maybe to tension. you, but to other people it might sound No, no, really no, creative. actually, Just no, kidding. actually I, I push back on that. And there is, there are, yes, fringe avant-garde. There's even parts of like, I, I was in a metal a lot. They, they would use stinger notes, which are like dissonant notes that are meant to create kind of that tension, but they do that specifically to create tension. And mm-hmm. so I would argue that we are hardwired as human beings. It's a sidebar to enjoy certain types of resonance and not dissonance. Dissonance hmm. causes us um, uh, weird, like like emotional and even biological discomfort. Hmm. And so that's what that's what I mean by dissonance. Is it it's, it doesn't it's not as it should be. Things in our life are not as they should be. Hmm. And so as I was thinking through this, I thought, why you know, obviously yes, we're fallen. Okay, we have this sin nature. We have our flesh. Okay, that is the entirety of like Christian life is being made new, all right? When we when we place our faith in Christ, there is a resurrection that happens at a new birth. Mm. We become a new creation right now and we are indwelled with the Holy Spirit. And now there is an ongoing walking out that 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 truth that it's already but not yet, right? And we will not be perfect. And we will not be perfectly sanctified, mm-hmm. uh, perfectly holy, just as Christ is holy. We are positionally holy before the holy God. That's justification. But but the sanctification is an ongoing, lifelong process. And so there is that, and, and I'll give you that. But I'm still thinking, I'm scratching my head. Why is it that when we want something, that we don't do that thing? Why is it that when I, I don't want to eat a whole carton of ice cream... <laughs> But yet I do it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know why I do that. It tastes delicious. And that's just it. And that's, I'm joking. And I was going to get to this, but I brought my own point up. <laughs> is that it all comes down to appetites, cravings, mm-hmm. and desires. Yeah. And it comes down to different layers of appetites, cravings, and desires. 
And I like the words cravings and appetites because I feel like those words really capture uh, like the primacy of where those like the, where those desires come from. Yeah. Right. And yeah. if you think about uh, people who who are addicted to something, right? There's like this. There's something physiologically that's happened there that is leading to a craving and a desire and an appetite, and it's it's primal, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that from a a non biblical standpoint. I just mean that we have this flesh that is actively leading us one way or another. And as Christians, we're called to walk in step with the Holy Spirit, not according to our flesh uh, and not according to our baseline primal sort of desires. Hmm. It's interesting how primal and priorities start with PRI. Well, it's because they're first, right? Right. And that, what is it? Primary. Yeah. And that that goes back to the Latin, I'm sure on some level, right? (laughs) It's just, they're the first kind of uh, desires. And you think of, uh, you know, food, right? Foods that are fatty and sugary, those are meant to kind of make you want them because there's a lot more calories in in there. And I feel like God designed it in some way to uh, help us, you know, have enough sustenance, right? For our (laughs) lives. And, but if, but because of the, you know, modern technology and things like that, now we have way more access to fats and sugars. So we have, you know, things happening there. And you could take that same line of thinking into things like entertainment, Mm -hmm. Um, super stimulating things, entertainment, music. They've gotten so just so stimulating. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, well, I guess I, uh, yeah. Then and so they they play to those desires because they're trying to get us to spend our lives on them to prioritize them to prioritize them and that is the essence of priorities is what are you going to spend your life on mm-hmm. your time your energy your money your opportunity costs yeah because if you ask someone who's probably not a believer they're going to have a very different answer than someone right. who is a believer obviously but I just that helps me if you compare and contrast kind of what the answers would be based on their beliefs, which is why we harp on that chord so much here at Fierce Marriage and Fierce All the Things. Um, Because beliefs should inform our behaviors and our behaviors should inform and reflect and glorify God, not inform God, but they should be informative to us to glorify God. I'm going to take what you said and I'm just going to put a small tweak on it. Our our beliefs absolutely do inform our behaviors. The question is, what are true beliefs? Mm. Because you get people, and if you're in the, the Bible Belt, or cultural Christianity is kind of a thing. It's not kind of a thing. It is a thing. Uh, you'll talk to somebody who says, yeah, you know, are you Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. I haven't been to church in, in years, and I don't live my life like a Christian, but I, I grew up God. <laughs> Call me that. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like, your beliefs are not what you, what you say they are. Like, you calling yourself a Christian does not align with what it actually means to be a follower of Christ, right. which is what Christian actually means. And so, all of our efforts, like you were saying, is... is it, are around actually conforming our beliefs to the truths of God so that the behaviors in our lives will be fruitful right. and will will evince that those beliefs, right? Right. So if we are forming, right, our decisions, we are asking God to work. I just envision like, okay, let's just pause and we're thinking about priorities. You're listening to this podcast. We are mm-hmm. now looking at, you're looking at your own marriage and you're just going to hit, okay, pause. How do I, how do I begin to identify like God's priorities in our marriage? Do, hmm. do we have a right order of things? And what does that even mean? It's, it's a cause for question on every level, right? So, hmm. um, yeah. what we, we got to first identify God's priorities. What does God, uh, desire? Mm-hmm. What, how does he, um, order things? He is a God of order and his order is not arbitrary. Like there's, and it's supreme. It's yep. supreme. Yes. Um, and sorry, I was just thinking of the verse in Proverbs, like he gives us the desires of our heart. Yeah. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give Delight you Delight yourself in the Lord. It's where our desires are more aligned with his desires. Um, and then our desires become his desires. We desire the things that he desires yeah. for us. Yeah. And we will get into, and I think we have that proverb in our scripture section. We have like 10 or 12 different scriptures we're going to go through <laughs> real quick. <laughs> and so the reason we're spending all this time up front, um, hopefully you're still with us, but the reason we're doing that is because you, you have a brain listener and you have a life and we are not your brain and we are not living in your life. And so I'm hoping that by talking in these ways, yeah. we can get you to think more deeply and more biblically about your priorities. And then you can, with the help of the Holy Spirit and your spouse, Figure this stuff out. Yeah. Because what you don't need is for Ryan and Selena Frederick in the Pacific Northwest living in a certain day and age in a certain culture to tell you what God is calling you to live. Yes, there are some universal priorities we have as Christians. We're going to talk through those. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty of like, 
what you're spending your life doing, that's going to be between you and your Nitty spouse. gritty. That's not. I mean, <laughs> sorry. I mean, it those is are big things. <laughs> but but it comes down to execution and actually right. living your life on that mission. That's right. going to come down to you and your spouse doing so in yes. unity and according to the holy leading of the Holy Spirit. That's why we're spending time kind of defining priorities in general. I think it's a good um, conversation, yeah. and it's good for all of us to hear people talking about it and around it, and to try mm-hmm. to you know, pin this down just a little bit more so that we can use our minds to the glory of God. Um, So identifying God's priorities, what are the best things to spend our life on? Well, we're going to get into that further on. This, this is an over overview. You're a further up in the document. Um, So let's actually go into follow you, my love. (laughs) It's okay. I was doing the same thing, but we're going to go into this part here. Number five. Okay. So We've talked about the concept of priorities. We've talked about the need for good priorities. Now let's let's get a little bit up from that deep thinking here for a minute and think, how do we actually define priorities uh, functionally in our lives? So I would look at it like this. What are the things in your life that you're that take precedent over everything else? Hmm. When it comes down to it, what are the things that take precedent over everything else? If something has to give, what is the thing that does not give? Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Everything else would give around it. Right. And this the, the trick here is that we have kind of our idealized version of that answer and we have the actual answer. Yeah. And so we're trying to get down to what is the actual thing that when it comes down to it, I will not, you know, that, that way I can actually get at what's actually important to me. And then I can see how God maybe needs to rework that in my mm. own heart and, and, and take that heart of stone and put in the heart of right. flesh in that area. Um, so that's when we look at it. Um, this is another way to look at it defining your own priorities. Uh, what are the things or the people or ideas you would pay the most for? And here's what I mean by that. Not paying with money, but paying with, uh, the biggest cost. So, uh, time, energy, resources, and yes, opportunity cost. So that is, uh, like things you're giving up to do the thing. Lose out on. Yes. So the, all the other things that you're skipping to do or be with or participate in whatever the thing is. Don't let FOMO set in people. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... cost is the bedrock FOMO. <laughs> yeah, and that comes... At comparison, that's why comparison yeah. is such a big deal because uh, comparison would distract you. Yeah. When you're on a path and you're feeling fine in that path and all of a sudden there's a, a shiny object off, off to the left of that path, <laughs> well, you, you say, oh, well, I want the shiny object because right. everybody else has that shiny object. Yeah. And I'm using an analogy, of course, but... It's um, our four-year-old right now. This is her life. <laughs> but then what happens if that shiny object's out of reach? Or it's not on the path that God has you well, that's on. What the, well, it, uh, that's the given, is it okay. is off the path. Okay. But it, it's out of reach. In other words, so you're now having to go off the path, but now you're sacrificing everything else so you can mm. reach it. All so, the things that you had maybe initially said, I'm not going to sacrifice right. these things. So yeah. financially, this is always comes to bear in yeah. people's lives. Like you want the house that looks like all the houses you look at on Instagram, Pinterest, or in your friends in your friend circle. And so you go into debt to get the house that not, not just the house, but to remodel to or to life. decorate yeah. or to whatever. Um, that's just a clear example of that. Um, and he, here's how we always say it. And if you're wondering, okay, what are my actual priorities? Here's the clearest way to know your priorities. And we always say this, if you want to know someone's true priorities, you don't ask. You don't ask them. Instead, you look at their calendar and you look at their bank account. And so you can clearly know your own priorities, listener, by looking at how you spend your time and how you spend your money. It's not always been a good report for us either. <laughs> I, well, it's so telling. And you can uh, you can yeah. justify it away. But the truth is, is that we spend our most precious resources on those things that we prioritize. And yeah. that we desire. And what did you say? You, Luke, are you looking at Luke or Matthew? Oh, Matthew. Yeah, it's Matthew 6, 621 is where your treasure is there. Your heart will be also. That's a biblical concept. Like yeah. where you're spending your your money well, that's why and your time. we're called to guard our heart as well. The Bible says to guard your heart. Well, it's because it's a wellspring of life. Um, and so, yeah, some things that, that get into your heart tend to well up into, it's a different take on the heart. But the, the things that go into your heart tend to well up into fruit. Right. And if you're putting poison in your heart, you're going to have poisoned fruit. You're going to have rotting fruit. Right. And this is not talking about that. It's saying, it's saying that, well, the things that you're putting your heart into is giving you an indicator. So one of them is ah. prescriptive. One of them is descriptive. Gotcha. So one of them is saying, pres- prescribing you to guard your heart. Mm-hmm. The other one is saying, listen, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Right. It's that's describing that's, what that's happens. That's describing. Yeah. yeah. What's already happened. Good so, job. Go you. Um, and so, yeah, we have to be very careful not, we're not being wishful in how we're analyzing ourselves. Here's the thing, like with your bank account, you can go and there's no like masking it. 
Like you can just go and if you if you take the time to look at it. And well, to, and there's ways you can even organize it. <laughs> yeah, we used to, for a little while we were using Mint.com. Yeah, um, and that I can was show you how much you spent on food. It's scary how much how much you spent on clothing or just on Amazon, yeah. which Lord knows how much you've spent and what you've actually spent on that. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's uh, just so easy to. In fact, I was. I'm trying to. I'm going to try to find it here. I was. Um, reading an article on the New York times. And it was, it was all about like how people had spent their money. The article is called uh, what we spent in a month. And it's, it's one of these interactive articles that they do, which is very interesting. And it was, it was intriguing to me to see that people would spend um, more wow. on caring for their pets than they would spend on their own mortgage wow. payment. And it's not like, you know, it's way out of line. So I'm looking, trying to find the example that I'm using right now. Um, well, I mean, I could tell you right now from the beginning of our marriage when we had well-paying jobs and I owned a horse, <laughs> how oh easily we spent money and how quickly <laughs> it went over yeah. what our mortgage was. Like, yeah. We would pay a third of our mortgage just to have a horse, ha- to have a house. And then that doesn't even include like the feed mm, and all I don't the like this. I'm trying to get cold bills. sweats. <laughs> trying to get the cold sweats thinking about. And, and you know what? It was interesting how uh, much tension that caused in mm-hmm. our marriage mm-hmm. uh, because it just all trickled down. Right. Cause I didn't have the same set of priorities as you. Right. And therefore it was, a, there was a conflict in yeah. priorities. And I think that's a interesting, um, microcosm. I'm not able to find, uh, the, the one I was talking about. Oh yeah. Pet care. There it is. Of course, $739 on pet care. Their mortgage was five hundred eighty-four dollars. Well, and that doesn't—that's not horse boarding. Like they had horse boarding, like uh, organized in one of those. Yeah. That's not like a big, yeah. And, and I mean, things come up, right? Things come up. But if that's like a consistent priority, yeah. Um, I don't know. There's just things you gotta. Well, they said uh, we pay monthly fee through. for vet appointments and their shots. They're big dogs. They get groomed every other month. But we love our dogs. We do anything for them. That's the priority statement. Uh, you love your dogs to the tune of more than your mortgage and even your utilities on top of that. So it's interesting it's what we'll intriguing. sacrifice for and, our priorities. And I don't mean that to be a judgment statement on what their priorities are. That's right. not the point. What I'm trying to illustrate is that you can know someone's priorities by how they spend their money. Now we here's can know our own priorities by how we spend our money. Yes, yes. Yes. And we can know our own priorities by how we spend our time. Time is a lot more elusive because you have to be very honest with yourself about how you spend your time because <sighs> no one's going to audit your time, but Seriously. you. And so I, if I audit my day and I've been trying to get my work days down and I'm finding that the easiest way to get my work day down is just to not be distracted by things. <laughs> Imagine that. Well, if I can, but the thing is this, Focused work, it's a, I, I call it like a, it burns really hot. Like when you're working really focused. Yeah. Lee. <laughs> you get words like Without that. Without distraction. Without distraction, I can only do it for you know, two, three, four hours at a time. Right. Uh, but if I'm distracted, then I can kind of meander throughout the day and work for work, quote unquote, for eight to this nine hours a day. gives me the sweats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so point being is if you want to know your priorities, that's how you look at them. It's a good filter. Yeah. Um, so Indicator. Yeah. So now let's, that's how we look at our own priorities. Now let's, what are good priorities? Good being defined as biblical yep. or just good in general? I'm going to say just good in terms of, uh, well, let's see. So it's one thing to identify your priorities, another to say whether they're good and right. So we can look at them and say, oh, well, yeah. pets are our priority or whatever the thing is. Buying books. Now you ask yourself, now that's the judgment call. Mm-hmm. Is it good? Is it right? Okay. And there's, there's kind of conventional wisdom mm-hmm. that can help us. So God's, God's word doesn't say don't spend more than X percentage of your budget on books. on on pets <laughs> or on books. <laughs> Do you want a green light for me makes, on this? <laughs> makes Ryan uncomfortable. It's just kind of funny. I don't mind buying books as long as you read the books, mm-hmm. which you do. I do. Uh, impressive. Shockingly, you read all those books. <laughs> um, a lot of them are kids' books, though. <laughs> hey! They're, they're darn yep. tootin' good a, books. I read over 150 books this year. <laughs> Some of them I read twice. <laughs> 10 times. Good night, moon. Read that one like a baker's dozen a month. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So that's the judgment call because a lot of times we don't have clear directives from God's word on what our priorities should be. Instead, we're called to live lives of wisdom and, and discernment. And I would discernment. argue discernment yeah. from the Holy spirit. We can't underestimate that. I think we, t- we can tend to take too much agency in that area of discernment. 
I think the, we really need to like sit and wait for the Holy Spirit on hmm. some things. Yeah. And not be so uncomfortable in the waiting. Yeah. It's my own journey. And that's folks. okay. So we're getting closer to the scripture piece, which we will get there. Uh, but the bottom line here, when it comes to discerning good priorities that aren't necessarily clear in yeah. scripture, we need to put on our Christian worldview glasses. Should have never and, taken them off. Why are they off? Okay, well, we need to make sure they're in tune and, real, and clean them, I'll say. Uh, uh, and then we need to recognize very clearly that we don't care. As Christians, we don't. It's not we shouldn't, but we don't. As Christians, we don't care about the same things the world cares about. We don't have the same operator's manual when it comes yes. to these things. And so we have to make consumer decisions, time decisions, commitment decisions. We always say that every decision in parenting is discipleship. And this is a function of this Christian worldview piece mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, our kids maybe want to do a sport every every quarter, every whenever sports are up, or they want to do all these different things. And we say, well, that's, that's a discipleship question. Mm-hmm. Is that going to take away from our ability to disciple you? Or is that going to disciple you in, in a different, a different direction? Yeah. Yeah. And so they all... We have to use discernment because, again, the, the Bible doesn't give us clarity on mm-hmm. some of that stuff. Okay. And so the question then becomes of, okay, how do we now calibrate our our hearts and our households according to Scripture? Um, so let's look specifically at what the Bible calls our first things. Um, and, uh, and then we can kind of go from there. Uh, and here's the philosophical meaning I was trying to get at early on is... Um, First things are axiomatic truths that can't be reduced down any further. In other words, what are the very baseline, most important things in the Christian life? That's what we're going to get at now. And then from there, we're going to come back out of it and you listener can go apply wisdom as you do an audit on your own priorities in your life. Does that sound Mm -hmm. like a good path? Okay. So let's do, let's Hebrews 12, one. Uh, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin, which clings so closely And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Hmm. That's so good. So good. Sorry, I just love the part that he, there was joy that was set before him. And so he despised the shame as he's embracing the joy, right? Hmm. So good. Yeah, and Hebrews is all about kind of establishing the supremacy of Christ over his church as mm. the as the supreme priest over the church and and calling believers to live out that reality. Mm. And so we have to remember, okay, so we are the church of Christ in that sense that we are that body, body of, of Christ. Christ. And so he's saying you're you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. You're surrounded by people who have lived out this faith mm. in this way. So let us also just like they did. Okay? That's mm. talking to us. Yeah. We're not in the Hebrew church, so to speak, but we are uh, beneficiaries of this wisdom and the same church lineage that we're a part of. Mm. Let us also lay aside every weight, okay? Weight and and sin. Why is weight Mm. and sin different? Maybe there's some things that we, some burdens we bear that aren't sinful, but they're just heavy. Mm. And maybe you need to be, you need to put those things down. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm going to speak very directly and and (laughs) succinctly, hopefully. But maybe that that mortgage is it, it's causing stress because it's too big for you. Maybe you can't afford it. Yeah. Maybe that car payment because you thought you wanted the car so badly and you just can't. You don't want to take the car back because it's depreciated to a certain point and you feel like you feel you're embarrassed because you just bought it a few months ago and you're realizing that it's you're, too much to bear. You are an anomaly in this sense because I will make him return things because I'm just full of shame and regret. You can't return a car, but you have to sell the no, car. No, right. Yeah. But he can take anything back to like Costco and not have any regrets about things. I one time returned something from Co- <laughs> returned something to Costco that I didn't even buy at Costco. <laughs> he didn't mean to. We thought we got it at Costco. Apparently we did not, but they honored it and it was very kind of them they were like here's 20 bucks and i was like that works <laughs> and i got home and i realized oh i bought that at Am- on amazon <laughs> you bought it on amazon yes it's, anyway. it was me but the it's not always easy for us is what i'm saying to lay aside every weight right we can get comfortable with yeah. the weight and then we just feel like we're getting you know stronger instead of really pressing into the lord and asking mm. him to be our strength and to be our guide in these areas. Uh, Another idea of a weight uh, would be those relationships that you are claiming too much control over. And uh, what I mean by that is that it's, you think it's up to you to help that person Mm -hmm. ultimately. Okay. That's a heavy burden to bear. Yeah. Or uh, we say this, we just did this on uh, fierce parenting, excuse me. 
uh, we had an Instagram quote and it was, you be the parent, let God be God. Yeah. Okay. That's a heavy weight to try and be God for your children. Mm-hmm. That's a heavy weight to try and be God for your spouse. You can only lay out the feast in front of them and cannot make them eat. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a hard thing to do because we can allow time, energy, emotions, all of that to be sucked up by how can we try mm-hmm. to like show them Jesus in the best way. And I'm not saying those are bad questions, but if it's consuming us, like it has consumed me, um, you know, for family members, I want them to know Jesus. I want them to live in freedom and I want them to be with me in heaven. And I don't want them to go their soul to go to hell. Right. These Mm. are heavy, big eternal things that I can only pray for. Like I can definitely bear witness and I can, um, not shy away from conversations, but ultimately, I cannot right. make that decision for them. Well, the other weight then could, the converse of that is that you might feel um, the weight of their approval more than God's right. approval. Right. And that definitely plays into priorities because we can, we mm-hmm. pri- like you just said, with cars and houses and decisions, a lot of financial decisions, um, we definitely yep. play into the fear of man. You know, or going to church because you can't handle a contentious relationship mm. or. Uh, so you get the sense of how we can heap upon ourselves weights that would slow us down, that would take us off course or even halt our progress in terms of the Christian life. Now let's move on. So set aside every weight and sin. Okay, that We've talked about sin a lot, specifically in the last mm-hmm. um, four yeah, weeks. Trust and betrayal, yeah. But setting aside that sin, that that's a huge, huge um, directive there. Setting aside sin. If you're addicted to something, coming clean with that dealing with it, getting counseling, getting help, getting accountability, uh, setting aside, um, that unforgiveness. Like that's a tall order starting over. Yeah. Okay. And remember Hebrews is all about the supremacy of Christ and we have to lean into him. We have to lean on him, trust him, live in him, live in him, be found in him. Okay. So then here it is, uh, which clings so closely and let us run with endurance. The race that is set before us looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Mm. I want to, I mean, we don't have to spend any more time on this, but let us run with endurance the race, looking to Jesus. So that's the big question we're answering over the next four weeks is what is the race? Yeah. And how can we look to Jesus, well, and Jesus as a mo- couple? Yeah, he modeled mm. how to run the race for yeah. the joy that was set before him. So are we seeing the eternal things, right? Which we'll mm. talk about next week. Are we seeing that joy that's set before us? Are we despising kind of the shame and sin and brokenness uh, that in the world are we seeing it rightly, and then are we making decisions based yeah. on that right scene, right, and making those a priority? Um, on our good days, and here I'm just going to say, speak personally on my good days. I think I do like see that rightly, but the habits and the priorities that I have in place yeah. aren't always a, lending themselves to helping me see that thing yeah. rightly. Yeah. And so it comes down to priorities to make sure that those things are actually first things, right. And, um, okay, uh, Matthew six thirty three. but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Mm. That one kind of speaks for itself. Seek first the kingdom. You guys, what does that, what does it mean? God's perfection, God's plan, God's mission, uh, discipleship, namely Christ called us in Matthew, uh, I forget, 20, six. 28, oh, 19. Sorry. I think it's the great commission. Go therefore make disciples of all nations. Mm-hmm. Um, be fruitful. No, that was <laughs> be, be fruitful in a different way. I'll make disciples of all nations. That's the kind of the, uh, the first seeking first the kingdom mm-hmm. that's running the race. Um, Matthew five, six blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be satisfied. I love that in light of the cravings conversation yeah. and the primacy of those cravings mm-hmm. and how, when we are a new creation, the, uh-huh. the Holy spirit now becomes the, the wellspring of our desires. Right. We hunger and thirst no longer for the things yeah. of this world, but the things of God, right? which ultimately uh, defines our priorities. And that's delighting yourself in the mm-hmm. Lord and that he will give you birth in you of those desires mm. and well them up from the, from your heart because now he is in your heart and right. he is the one informing that. So we're hungering and thirsting for righteousness. I mean, when you're thirsty, when you're really thirsty, I know our daughters are really good at this, but when they're thirsty, like the world stops. Yeah. Like, like even just an ounce of kind of feeling thirsty or thinking about feeling thirsty. It's I'm just like, like, you just had, you had water like two minutes ago. I'm You're thirsty. Fine. But I'm daddy, I'm thirsty. And they start getting, all, it depends on how tired they are, but they are. But 
<laughs> the point being is that when you're hungry for something, you have a craving, you have a thirst for something, there, you wouldn't, you would, you'd pay any price for that thing. Mm. You would stop at nothing to get water, right. to get that thing that you're craving. Uh, Matthew 5, 6, you want to read that one? Blessed are those who hunger. And oh, wait, no, we just read that, yeah, sorry. I was like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> just Luke 14, uh, verse 25, it talks about the cost of discipleship. And Jesus said in verse 26, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Uh, whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Hmm. Uh, you were saying he was speaking hyperbolically. Well, yeah, I mean, he wasn't saying literally go hate your father well, yeah, and mother. Yeah, because that con- contrasts with honor your father. He was saying mother. when it comes, if anyone comes to me and in comparison, right, does not you know basically desire following me so much so mm. that it it looks it, other affections almost look like hate because there's just so much that I mean think about the idea of going uh, whoever does not bear his own cross mm. come after me. He's not saying literally bear a cross. He's saying There's that you're, you're be, bare, it's, it's a, a he's be, creating an image yeah. and an impression of like, this is going to be a, the greatest cost of your life. Right. It will lead to dying to yourself, dying to your own desires, dying to the, the other relationships as you know them. Dying to the approval of others and those, right. those desires, like you said. And that is the cost of discipleship. And mm-hmm. we talked about the priorities being that, that thing, person or idea that you will pay anything for right and jesus is saying this is what it is he's saying i am that person i am that person i am the the, my resurrection is the event Mm -hmm. salvation and my my kingdom is the idea right that will cost you everything and it's the only thing like who who was it who said i can't remember he says um um wise is the man who gives gives up that which he cannot keep to obtain that which he cannot lose Hmm. something to that effect yeah i don't know who said it um, if you know, send us a message. <laughs> I just want to go back real quick to Matthew six thirty three about seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Uh, this whole section is talking about do not be anxious about your life. Um, you know, it's the part where look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap. Um, and don't be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. I think it's interesting that he's giving this order, right? This priority. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you of what you will eat and drink and all of those things. But God's kingdom, him, God, he is first. When he is first, everything else falls into place, right? Which is Mm -hmm. why we talk about like gospel-centered marriage, seeking first the things of God. Uh, Then these other things of like communication and intimacy, they will start falling into place and they will be added. They will grow. Uh, And then it says you don't have to be anxious because when you're seeking God's kingdom first, the anxiety will fall to the wayside because you're not so worried about what Joe thinks down the road of your house or what, you know, Polly thinks of your car when you're taking the kids to school. Hey, Polly. <laughs> my hey, Polly. terrible. Like my car. But because you're, because you are rooted, your priorities are rooted in seeking God's kingdom first, seeking oh. his righteousness first. Those things don't matter as much as they used to. And it has been a journey for us yeah. personally to come yeah. to those those truths and to then step into them and live out of them. This is one of those passages. I wish you would have gone back a few verses. I know. Um, two verses ahead. It says, therefore do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? And Jesus talking, he said, for the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them, mm-hmm. but seek first the kingdom. So he's not just dismissing everything else. Right. He's saying, yeah, your father has got you covered. You Okay, you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things, your worries ah. will be added to like, so you it's get, amazing how culture has shifted that, right? Get your, let's get your attention on, um, all these other mm. things, what you can eat, what you're, what, what are you going to wear? You have 5,000 different well, options. And that's like, the, and the Gentiles let's consume seek you. And that's yeah. what he's saying is right. that culture does all that. I know. I'm just trying to put it into a, mod- a modern day. Right. Like, and I'm just bolstering what you're saying in that he's saying culture yeah. does this. You do something different. Right. You do something different. As a different. believer, as and a follower of me. Okay. Now thinking about marriage, you think about your communication. You, I'm thinking of the spouse or the husband or the wife or <laughs> who's listening to this <laughs> saying. If you're married. <laughs> they're saying, uh, my, I want my marriage to be better or communication's horrible. I want, you know, whatever that thing that's tearing you apart you want it to be made whole you want to be fixed and 
maybe Jesus is saying like, don't be anxious about that thing. Instead, seek first the kingdom. Mm, seek first and me. righteousness. And I'm not saying don't work on that, but I'm saying seek first. Doesn't I don't know. Right. I don't think there's a. No, it's not the sense to, that you just stop seeking yeah. wholeness or healing or health in that area, uh, biblically speaking. It just means that you don't put those things at the pinnacle of your existence well, or at the pinnacle of your problem solving. I think that goes back to kind of part of our trust conversation, right? Like our trust and betrayal. We start trying to trust in the things that are around us instead of trusting in Him who has given us these things. Hmm. We trust in, you know, um, this next book that we're going to read or we trust in like, how can I fix this problem right now mm. instead of saying, wow, this yeah. is recognizing maybe it's a really deep problem and maybe you need to go to the source and the King and the creator and the yeah. knower of all the depth, all the complexities and all of everything that makes this, this issue messy and not just mm. go to the issue and try to take it on by yourself but actually go to the king who can lead and instruct you and transform you in ways that you just can't. You can't transform yourself. So it's it's uh, giving up of control, and, it's, and that's that cruciform trust. Yes. Yeah. So trusting God to be God. And to do, yes. Yeah. So good. Uh, we can keep unpacking that. Let's let's work through these other scriptures uh, really quickly. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, we John 12, 25, whoever mm-hmm. loves his life will lose it, whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Revelation twelve eleven. They have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives so as to shy away from death. Mm. That's, are we living our lives and our do our priorities reflect this? That yeah. is a challenge, my friends. Yeah, and I oh. I don't have the passage up in front of me, but I'm thinking of the you know the whole golden rule thing: love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Those are that's a prioritizing for us, right? So. As Christians, I want to just put a—I want to at least put a stake in the in the ground here, and we'll continue building on this. As Christians, here are our priorities, and I, I tend to see—we tend to see these as concentric circles, right. not a priority list, so like a, but like a target. There's yeah, seek in the first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and His righteousness. Okay, first, that's pretty clear. That's our first priority: the kingdom of God and His righteousness, sanctification, Jesus. Uh, God himself, God's law is good and filled with grace, but also mm. it is by grace we have been saved through faith and it's, it's by Christ him. alone. Like it's seek that yeah. first. Uh, seek him first. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Okay, that is very clear. That's the first. Now, where do we go from there? Um, love others as yourself, okay? Uh, make disciples of the nations. Those have to do with relationships with others. Mm-hmm. And so that tends, I believe, neighbor um, has a has a radiating effect. Like my, my first neighbor is my wife. Mm-hmm. My next neighbors are my kids, my dis- the little disciples that we're making. Our next neighbors, geographically speaking, are right across the street <laughs> or right next door or the people that I spend the most time with, mm-hmm. uh, the friends that are close, Christian and non, they're my neighbors. And so now I'm loving them as I would want to be loved myself, mm-hmm. right? And then out, outside of that, then it's extending God's grace, experiencing God's grace, extending his glory. So things that you enjoy, are good. God has given you things that you enjoy to, to, to for his glory, mm-hmm. right? So if you love hunting or you like fishing or you like going to the gym or you like whatever that thing is, this doesn't mean you can't do it. We're saying in right order, that thing is going to give God the most glory. It's going to give you the most joy. And it's not a to-do list of checking off Jesus first. Okay. Then I called my buddy and said, go to church. And then now I can go and do the thing I actually want to do. No, mm-hmm. it's everything radiates mm-hmm. from putting Christ at the center of your life and seeking him first in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's freedom there. It just takes a reorienting of our hearts, not just a reorienting of our time and our expenses, right. but a reorienting of our hearts. And that's a massive thing. So let's get really practical here. So how can you identify your true priorities as a couple? Hmm. And this is the, the couple's conversation challenge. And here's kind of a litmus test that I like to use. And I, I say it's it's like a red flag. Yeah. Look at whatever you fight about. <laughs> like what do you what do you typically fight about? What stresses you? We might not fight about it, but what you. stresses you? I'm kidding. You know, <laughs> they're only they're some, one and the same. Only sometimes you stress me out. <laughs> um, okay, so that gives you a, just a hint that can kind of put you on the trail toward whatever that priority is or whatever that r- wrong whatever that disordered love is. There yeah. it is. Um, and then the next ones are very practical. Look at your calendar. In the past month, the past quarter, how have you spent your time? They can go daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. How have you par- parsed out the time that the Lord gave you over mm-hmm. the last year? Yeah. 
Uh, and then secondly, um, look at your bank account. Um, and that's again, to, you, you could probably say, if we just had a conversation with you, you could probably say, oh yeah, this is the things I care about, but we're, we don't, I don't want to hear that. We just want to, we want you to know what are your true priorities. And over the coming weeks, we're going to be talking through how, what, what are the best priorities, biblically speaking, for a married couple by looking at last things. In other words, having an eternal perspective and how do we gain unity around those things? Mm-hmm. And then um, how do we practically start making headway? That'll be the fourth week of this series. So um, as a reminder, if you have any questions around priorities, this is a, a vast topic, okay? We can go a lot of different directions with this. So we want to make sure that we're addressing the questions you have. Yeah. Please text or call in. Text is better. <laughs> 971-333-1120. Um, you can submit your questions. Usually I do like an Instagram story or something asking for questions, um, but that won't be for later till later in the month. Uh, so do get the sooner you get those questions in, the, the better uh, likelihood of us answering it or at least addressing it is. With that said, um, Celine, you want to pray for us when we, as we head out? Uh, sure. Uh, God, thank you for your grace and goodness in our lives. May we s- submit our life, uh, our idea of priorities, um, our desires, God, everything about us, may we submit them to you. May we lay them at the cross and allow you to uh, give us what you want us to steward over, Father. May we not just choose all the time and and decide for ourselves and live in our our own agency, uh, but may we live with you, with the gospel at the center of our lives. Um, Teach us what that means, Father. Give us wisdom. Uh, May we read your word daily and be changed by it. Uh, Thank you for all the marriages listening. I pray that there would be clarity and discernment and wisdom uh, and questions being asked without fear uh, and confidence to uh, address those concerns and brokenness. God, confidence in you that you can restore and that there is a path forward. In your name, amen. Amen. All right. uh, As a reminder, we're going to, we have a bonus. what is it? What is it called? A discount. There it is for gospel centered <laughs> marriage. You can get 20% off uh, for this month while we're doing this priority series. We want this to be something that we are helping you tangibly with to reorient yourselves around the word of God in your marriage. So just use the coupon code. Uh, what was it? Priorities on gospel centered Go there. You can do monthly or an annual pass your choice, but use the coupon code priorities to get 20% off. And uh, we hope that blesses you, and we hope to see you in there. Yeah. Um, we're going to do some, I think this this month, we're going to be doing some Zoom, uh, at least one Zoom yeah. session with, with the folks in GCM. So, uh, gospelcentermarriage.com, priorities. All right. Uh, with that, this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast is... In the can. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you in about seven days. So, until then... Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.